0: it's manson mitchell on the weekend with gary manson suzanne mitchell a double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day manson mitchell you're on the air Thank you, Eric Kramer. Happy holidays, everyone. I'm Gary Mance.
1: I'm Suzanne Mitchell.
0: Together we are Mance and Mitchell in your ears for the hour. And of course, we are well attended, as always, on a Saturday by Nathan Miller, the tall guy. Nathan, how are you doing today?
1: Hey, good morning. And good morning, Gary and Suzanne. And we got to start the show off right. I forgot to play the drop. So here we go. Look, Daddy. He it every time a barrel ring, an angel gets his wings.
0: That's right.
2: That's right. (laughs) Excellent.
0: I love the SNL send-up of that where the little girl says, Dr. Bernstein says every time a bell rings, you should get your prostate checked. (laughs) That's right. That's right.
2: (laughs) Well, man, it's
1: Christmas time and bells are ringing everywhere, so look out.
0: Yes, and we're going to sure. be talking us some angels today as well. Yes, we are. Angels in various forms because we have Josie Varga with us. That's something we love to say every time Josie joins us. And at holiday time, you know, Susanna just felt like this is the best opportunity we have to help us close out 2020 by bringing Josie on with us. She's the author of a couple of books that are pertinent to our purpose today and she just brings a heartwarming joy and faith in the eternality of life and love. I'm, I'm, it's like I'm starting on her bio. I know, but let me do her bio. Okay, you do the mad props. Josie Varga is a former magazine editor
1: and communications consultant. Her life changed course when she received a validated dream message from a man who died in the September 11 attacks on the World Trade Center, forever transformed by her experience She embarked on a spiritual journey as she vowed to help others understand that life truly never ends. Her books include Footprints in the Sand, A Disabled Woman's Inspiring Journey to Happiness, Make Up Your Mind to be Happy, Visits from Heaven and Visits to Heaven. And we are happy to have her visiting with us today. Welcome once again to Manson Mitchell, Josie Varga.
2: Hi, thank you guys for having me. I smiled when I listened to that clip from It's a Wonderful Life because I just watched that movie last night with my family, and every time I watch that movie, I get choked up. I got tears in my eyes at the end, every time.
0: (laughs) Oh, me too. Well, so do I every time I think of how great it could have been if they'd had all those casinos. (laughs) If the place hadn't existed, the place would have been fun. (laughs) (laughs) The Bedford
2: Falls Casino. I know, right? Oh Oh, you're funny.
0: Do you know, Josie, that nobody has to pay a dime and the people who had the original rights no longer do. That is not a profitable enterprise every time it is aired. It's a freebie because the copyright was not was not renewed at some point somebody flubbed the dub and that's a christmas present to all these tv stations that can air it free of charge every season which in a way seems kind of like the right thing to do as sort of a heritage notion they're about that wonderful film but somebody's losing out on some money
2: i thought somebody just purchased the movie that's what i heard um but like yesterday you- when we uh-huh. when we looked it up we were able to watch it on amazon prime for free but they were charging 9.99 for the movie, you know, on demand. So on demand.
0: So yeah. if they're charging, I'm wondering. So you you have more recent news than me. So maybe they uh, either somebody renewed it or somebody got a hold of it in a way that allows them to charge, and maybe all the profit goes to them. Now that is a new wrinkle. I need to look into that for the sake of curiosity.
2: Yeah, that's what it said last night. 9.99 on demand, but we watched it free on Amazon Prime.
0: Fantastic. Also, I know that when that today people come on, you're just you have to be crazy to say something like this. But it's true. That movie was fairly well received by the critics, not altogether fairly well, but it didn't do big box office. Jimmy Stewart coming back from the war. Donna Reed there, of course, and you would think at holiday time, a picture like that would would do a booming box office, but it did not. It became a classic once it left the theaters and began to be watched in the early days of television. What an interesting way for a movie to become such a heritage hit. It took uh, a long way around.
2: Yeah, it's the same thing with Gone with the Wind. I think the same thing happened with that. And that book, where I heard, was turned down almost 100 times, yet it went on to become such a classic. So you never know.
0: No, that's exactly true. You never know. And you need to be persistent. That's what I hear.
2: You Uh, need to be persistent. Yeah, you you do. I just finished my first uh, young adult fiction book. So I am trying to find an agent for that book. So you're right, Suzanne. You do have to be very persistent, especially if you want to find the right person. It's important for me not to just go with anybody. You know, I go with my intuition and everything that I do. So, um hopefully i'll find the right person i'll let you guys know
0: i think that you're echoing the words the advice of your mom in new jersey when she would tell you josie don't go with just anybody
2: yeah true true my mom had a a big influence on me so hopefully 2021 will be the year i know that 2020 has been a difficult year for all of us uh, but it's it's also been A a very powerful year in a way because I've never, ever appreciated a hug more than I do now. I've never appreciated time with my family and friends more than I do now. You know what I mean? You realize in times like this how much we all take for granted. So Christmas definitely has special meaning, you know, this year. Do you
1: have as part of your, you were talking about using your intuition, but either you can answer this either in terms of the holidays and Christmas or in terms generally, but do you have any kind of either holiday rituals or personal rituals that you do around your, um, around your spiritual work?
2: Yes. uh, I, I think it was four years ago. I would do this every year for myself. i light a candle for my family uh, and friends on the other side, because as you know, I believe that when we talk to our loved ones on the other side, they can hear us. Um, So I would always light a candle for my loved ones. And four years ago, I said to myself, you know, I I should really be doing this for everybody else out there. So I put a post on my group, Visits from Heaven, on Facebook, and I offered to light a candle for the loved ones of others, and the you know the response was incredible. So now I continue to do that every year, but now I do it on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day because there's so many names that I have to get through. Uh, but I but I love doing it. I really do it. It really gives me a good feeling. It gives me a, it's a chance for me to give back in some way because people are so loving and supportive to me. So um, you know, people say thank you, but I owe them the thanks. To be honest with you,
0: I think it's great that you offer this to people if they want to have their loved ones included. I took you up on that offer, and I appreciate I, you no end for being willing to do this.
2: I know. I saw. I saw the names on uh, Gary, and I will remember them. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I like I said, I do it on Christmas Eve, and. Christmas Day. And I it must also take up quite
0: a bit of your time.
2: It does. It, it does. Uh, but you know, it, it, it's worth it. Definitely worth it.
1: Josie, with regard to the holidays, we're, we're just a, um, less than a week out of Christmas now, Christmas mm-hmm. Eve, Christmas Day. Do you find that people are more open to getting a message or something from their loved ones on the other side because it is holiday time and perhaps they're thinking about the holidays of Christmas's past and and are missing people. How how does that, uh, how do you find that when you are dealing with people and getting all these good stories from them?
2: It's, uh, you know, as you know, Christmas is a difficult time for people who have loved ones on the other side. And at Christmas time, people seem to be hurting even more. Um, You know, I was talking to someone the other day and she said, you know, okay, signs are great, but my husband can never hug me. You know, my husband is not here in the physical. And that's true. You know, Uh, although I have to say there is a story in Visits from Heaven about a mother who actually got a hug from her deceased daughter. So there there are cases where spirits have uh, materialized and actually given hugs. But yes, um, Christmas is a a difficult time, but people do get a lot of messages around the holidays. And I I have a very special one that I want to share with your listeners today. This is um, actually the first time that I am sharing this story And this story is one that's very, very close to my heart because it involves my cousin, Virginia. Okay, Um, a a true story. So my cousin Mm -hmm. um, was going through uterine cancer and uh, she was at Sloan Kettering. This is um, December, 2016. And she's going to do her third round of uh, chemo treatment which they told her they were gonna do a more aggressive treatment. So she was understandably, you know, nervous, didn't know how she was gonna to respond to the treatment, was worried about losing her hair and everything else. Okay. So she's there at Sloan Cuttering, she's sitting in a chair, she's getting her chemo treatment, her sister is there with her, and her sister-in-law is there. All of a sudden, her sister-in-law looks down and notices. A dime by her chair. So, knowing what I always tell her about, you know, coins and pennies and, you know, signs from loved ones, I always tell her when you see a corn, look at the date because it could either be in the year of their birth or in the year of their death or some other significant date. So, on that day, she looked at her sister in law and she said, Well, what is the date? You know? And her sister-in-law looked at it, her sister-in-law came, and she looks at it and she says, it's 1992. Well, 1992 was the year that her maternal grandfather passed away. And then she realized something else that was very significant. So this was a dime, right? Well, her grandfather, whose name was Vito, his birthday is October 10th. So dime October tenth. Now her brother is also a veto, and her brother is also was also born on October tenth. Okay. So now after this experience she starts noticing ten ten everywhere she goes. She sees ten ten on the clock, you know, she's noticing ten ten everywhere. And I remember she could she would call me up and she said, I don't understand this. I'm seeing ten ten all over the place. So she knew it was a sign. And all this time, guys, she's going through her chemo treatments, okay? So now fast forward. Now it's December 2017, and her her chemo treatments are done, and she's feeling better. So she decides to go Christmas shopping. She wasn't able to do that the year before. She, just, she decides to go Christmas shopping, and she walks into a Portunoff store. She sees a Christmas tree with a bunch of ornaments for sale, right? She looks over at the tree and what catches her eye is this beautiful glittery ornament that says, believe. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she, lo- she looks at the tree and she's like, oh, believe. No, it gets better, listen. <laughs> so she goes to reach up to, to take this ornament down, right? And when she did, she kind of loses her footing a little bit and she turns to the side. And when she did, she sees another ornament, okay? You know what that ornament was? It was an ornament with an analog clock. What did that clock say, guys?
1: 10-10. 10-10. Wow. 10. Okay. That's a great story. <laughs>
2: exactly, but listen, so, okay, so now she's like, flabbergasted She's like, oh my gosh. She buys the both ornaments, and she decides to buy two of the ten ten ornaments to give one to her brother Vito, who was also born on you know October tenth. Okay, so she takes the ornaments home, and all the while she doesn't give the ornament to her brother Vito because she's thinking in her mind, oh she's gonna think I'm crazy, you know. She didn't. She was struggling with uh, whether she should give it to her brother or not, okay? Now it's Christmas Day, she's in the kitchen, and she's thinking of her grandfather. She's thinking of her brother. She's wondering, oh, you know, what do I do? Do I still give it to him? Do I not give it to him? You know, all that's going through her mind. And all of a sudden, her cell phone starts buzzing that she's got a text message, okay? She goes over to the phone to look and see who sent sent the text message, The text message was from her brother, Vito, and it came through at exactly 10, 10 (laughs) a.m.
0: All right, then.
2: (laughs) Okay. Came through at exactly 10, 10 a.m. So now she's totally emotional. You know, she, she realizes, oh, my gosh. You know okay i get it you know i i no longer have doubts yes i know this is definitely a sign in fact i never ever forget that that christmas because what happened was she called me up so the phone rings and i pick it up and i hear my cousin sobbing on the other end now my first thought to be honest with you was like oh my god you know she just went through chemo she must have gotten bad news And I I just, you know, my heart stopped because my cousin and I are very close. So obviously I was upset. And she goes to me, no, no. And she's starting to explain what happened. And she told me about the text message. And I was like, okay, so, you know, you have to give this message to Vito, right? (laughs) Yes. And um, so her brother came over um, later that day and she did give him the message of and he was totally shocked. And she told me that after that Christmas, she would still get, you know, 1010. She would still see 1010, but not as often. She would only see 1010 when, like, she needed to see it, like when she was uh, on her way to Sloan Kettering for a follow up visit mm. or something like that. But I mean, it, it is un- unbelievable because what does that tell you? I mean, you know, she was going through a very difficult time in her life, and she got that message at the beginning of her treatment, and then she gets another message at the end of her treatment, almost like saying, "You know, we were there. We were there for you. Her her grandfather was there for her, and that everything was going to be okay." And I am very, very happy to report that my cousin is cancer-free, cancer-free. Oh, that's great
0: news. Wonderful. Yeah.
2: And she's doing well, and I know she's listening to us right now.
1: <laughs> well, that is a great story, Josie. Thank you for sharing that, and um, and and thank your cousin. What a wonderful, wonderful story! It, it reminds me a little bit, Josie, of people who will ignore things that occur like that—the the dime on the ground or the clock—and they'll say, "Oh, that's just a coincidence." because they're they're asking themselves am I just making this up and and so with the fact that you've collected all these stories for a number of years about these visits it seems to me that our the people on the other side our, our deceased departed loved ones are trying to let us know that they're around but we're not always receptive to that idea oh I I'm must have made that up or it wasn't really what I thought or you know that's just pure coincidence. And it's we don't a, we don't see it as a message. But you know, if you look at it the right way, it really is.
2: You have to trust Suzanne. I mean that's that's the bottom line. And it's not always easy. I mean sometimes I'll get a message and I'll second guess it. You know um it's because you you say to yourself, you know, you really want this message. So you're grieving, right? And you really, really, really want this message. And then you get a message and you start and you say to yourself, oh, am I just imagining this? Am I really getting this? You know, is it, is it just me? Um, so it's, it's common, but that's the thing people need to trust. You know, and, and by the way, it's okay to be skeptical. People say, well, I'm skeptical, but I'm skeptical too. But the difference is, because I don't, I don't believe anything, let's face it, everything is not a sign. If you think that every single thing is a sign, then you're gonna miss the real signs when they occur. You know. So it's good to be skeptical, but you have to be open-minded. That's the key. You have to be skeptical yet open-minded because if you're not open to the signs, you're not going to recognize them when they occur. And there are, there are so many, as you know, so many ways that our loved ones uh, communicate with us. In this message that I just told you, with my cousin, you know, she saw the numbers 1010. She uh, received a dime. Okay. Uh, people saying, you know, you see butterflies or or cardinals. Um, you know, lights flicking on and off. You have to remember that when we go over to the other side. We are energy. We are energy now. If you really break down the body, what you what do you have? Energy. So we go back to our spiritual form on the other side, and it's easy for us when we're there to manipulate electricity. Okay. Um, another thing is you might smell the fragrance of you know maybe the cologne, the perfume, or if your loved one smoked cigars or cigarettes, you might smell that. Uh, you know, you might find a feather in your path. That's another thing besides pennies. But, but as I mentioned before, when you see a corn, always make sure to look at the date because most often it's the date of their birth or the date of their death. And the most common way, of course, that our loved ones communicate with us is through dreams. It's very easy, or oh, I shouldn't say very easy, it's easier for them to communicate with us when we are in our dream state. So uh, they come through to us in our dreams. And also another thing, and this is something that people often second guess, and I can understand why, they communicate with us through telepathic messages. Okay, it's like you, you're driving and you get this message out of nowhere, all right, where's that coming from? Where they often put thoughts in our head uh, like, I, you guys know Rosemary Elengali, where the other day I was driving and I kept hearing her telling me to meditate, meditate. Uh, and I'm not, I, I have to admit, I'm not very good at meditating, but I'll, I'm will i working at it. So I, I knew that that meant that she needed to get a message to me. And a few days later, I was talking to a medium who gave me an incredible message from Rosemary. So uh, again, What I heard was correct. I I really did hear her tell me to uh, meditate. And another thing is songs. I mean, Sometimes you are are driving and you're thinking of your loved one and all of a sudden, you know, your wedding song comes on the radio, Uh, things like that. Uh, You know, touch and sensation, you might you might feel them. And that's another thing. You know, you might feel electricity, you might feel a shock. So there's all different ways that people uh, communicate with us on the other side. And very often they might use somebody else to get the message to you, which is what I call a third party sign. As you know, uh, this started when my husband's friend gave me a message in my dreams for his wife. So that's what I would call a third party sign because I did not know him or his wife, yet he came to me Uh, to give a message to his wife. And it's funny, you know what happened the other day when I was on the phone with uh, the medium, she said to me that Rich told her that he owed me. (laughs) And I started laughing and I knew exactly what he meant. He owed me because I got the message to his wife.
0: I wanted to talk to you about that, Josie. I'm glad you brought up that incident, major incident in your life. That would be life changing for me. when you when you had the rich was his name
2: rich yes rich
0: when rich came to you as you have expressed it what you seem to be describing is a mediumistic experience it doesn't mean that you're hanging out a shingle saying a professional medium at your service there but who knows you may decide to do that one day that's up to you But it Mm -hmm. seems to me that what you had was a mediumistic experience in a way that not everyone can accept because not everyone is attuned to the spiritual realm. And many people would question the existence of such a place anyway. But you were open to it. And it seems like there was a beacon of opportunity there for Rich.
2: Uh, Yeah, what she said to me, like I said, I said, well, can you ask him, you know, why he came to me? And she told me that he told her, that I was the perfect candidate because I was open and he knew that I would get the message to his wife. So that that was interesting, you know, maybe if he went to somebody else. So like for instance, his wife, you know, I know we've talked about this before. If he had gone to his wife and here she is grieving, here she is wondering, you know, whether she should sell her home and move to Boston. As you know, the message to me was, Uh, Boston is okay. And I had no idea whatsoever what that meant. But I later found out that his wife was considering selling her home and moving to Boston. So now picture this. So his wife is grieving. She's thinking about selling her home. She's feeling guilty about it. And then she she has a dream. And he tells her Boston is okay. Maybe her first thought would have been, forget it. That's just my guilt. You know, that wasn't really a message from him. But yet he comes to me, a third party, someone who has nothing to do with it, and she gets to sign from me. Well, it's a lot more validating coming from me. And I I can't tell you guys how many times this has happened to me. There was a, I think it was 2000, it was a 2008 penny. Um, I actually thought of this story the other day. This is another true story. I was doing a book signing for my book, Make Up Your Mind to Be Happy, and a woman walked in holding a copy of Visits from Heaven, okay? She told me that she had thrown away her copy of the local newspaper that day, but on that day, something told her to go back into the garbage and retrieve the paper, okay? So she throws the newspaper away, and then she has this feeling No, go back into the garbage and get the paper out. She has no idea why. She then goes to get the paper. She opens up the paper, you know, opens up the paper and it it goes right to the page talking about me and announcing the book signing on that day. So she, she has a copy of Visits from Heaven. She decides to get in her car and drive over to the book signing. Comes up to me and, you know, I'm wondering this is a book signing for Makeup, Do you Mind To Be Happy? And she's holding a visits from heaven. And I sensed a really deep sadness about her. And I normally don't do that. But I said to her, you know, who did you lose? And she looked at me and she said, um, my son. She said, my son committed suicide. So then I said to her, can I ask what year it was? And I'll tell you in a minute why I asked her. And she looked at me, and she said, 2008. My mouth literally hit the floor, Okay. Now, a few days before the book signing, I'm working at my desk. And I have like an L-shaped desk. So my monitor is in front of me. And then I have my workstation to my left. So I'm working. And all of a sudden, I'm typing. And I hear something drop. On my left, literally, I hear something, you know, hit my desk on my left. I'm looking at the the screen in front of me. I turn and I see a shiny penny. Now, I knew, I know this sounds crazy, but I knew that nothing had been there before. I mean, I was working, so I knew nothing was there before. I picked up this penny. I put it in my pocket. My eyes are so bad, guys, that I'm looking. At, I'm trying to look at the date on the penny, and I can't see the date. Okay, <laughs> so I put the penny in my pocket, intending to ask someone to, you know, tell me what the date is on the penny. Well, I forgot about it. So I wash my jacket. It was a warm-up jacket. On the morning of the book signing, I take my warm-up jacket out of the dryer and out this penny. I re- then I remember about what happened with the penny. I go up to my daughter, Erica, and I say, Erica, can you tell mommy what's the date on the penny? And she says, mom, it's a 2008 penny. And I knew that there was a reason that I was getting this sign, this penny, this 2008 penny, but I didn't know what it was. So I put it in my jewelry box, thinking that I, you know, there was a reason. And now, a few days later, I go to my book signing, this woman walks in, tells me that she went back into her garbage to re- uh, retrieve the article, goes to the book signing and her son committed suicide in 2008. That was, that was another one that really took um, me to the core, you know, and I still have that, that uh, 2008 penny. I never heard from that mother again. But if I ever do, I will give her that 2008 penny.
0: I love the synchronicity. I do too. I, yeah. I've had countless examples yeah. happen to me. I think if you're alert to them, there's... I've read it more than once that the universe is always trying to get a message across to you, but are you open to receive it? That's the key.
1: Let's take our one and only break of this hour. We are talking with Josie Varga. She is the author of some really great books. The last couple were visits from heaven and visits to heaven. We will get more stories and find out more about Josie when we return. So thank you and stay tuned. You're listening to Manson Mitchell on AM 1150.
0: Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terryterryloving.com. At That's terryterryloving.com.
1: they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov.
2: So they hear you? you can do it if you try.
0: Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support Thinking for Yourself on Alternative Talk 1150.
1: Now that's fun.
0: That's a lot of fun. How did those guys land those parts and get into that choir? I mean, you'd have to have a name. You'd have to have a way in. I think that's Mitch Miller. It is Mitch Miller. And his singers, uh, Mitch Miller, very famous in the early days of television. To put that on, I mean, to qualify to sing with that group. What an honor that would be. I couldn't go at the end for that high note. I would be, if I were so privileged, I would have to be providing that bass underline. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. I love that song. That's one of my all-time favorites. So I wanted to be sure to include that today. And partly the reason is, and maybe the main reason actually, is because of a poem by Josie Varga that I will get to after we do the obligatory marketing piece. Suzanne?
1: Josie Varga, if people would like to find you in cyberspace online, where would they where would they look? I already gave out the names of your books. If you would like to do that again or anything else that you would like to share with our listeners, now is the time.
2: Well, uh, if anyone would like to get in touch with me, they can reach me through my website, which is www.josievarga.com. Um, And if they'd like to share a story with me, they can do that also through the website. I'm always happy to hear from people and listen to those stories. And I also have a wonderful group, a a few wonderful groups on Facebook, actually, uh, Visits from Heaven, which is an open group. And I have another group, Visits from Heaven, a private group, uh, and Proof of the Afterlife. So people can reach me through these groups. Um, I wanted to have a forum where people could share their experiences and know that they are not alone. So that's why I have these groups. So they are welcome to reach out to me there as well. I also wanna mention that I'm working on a new book which will highlight all of my research over the years and basically present my case for an afterlife. And as I mentioned earlier, I also finished my first young adult fiction book. And I'm also looking for, uh, you know, a publisher for that. My publisher doesn't deal with fiction. This is the first time I'm doing that. So it's uh, I'm, I'm excited about that. And by the way, it also has to do with the afterlife. It's called Back Again. So I'm not gonna give away the story, but it does have to do with the afterlife. Not surprisingly, right?
1: <laughs> Not surprisingly. And, you know, I just want to go ahead and spell your name if people want to look that up. It's J O S I E V as in Victor A R G A, Josie Varga.
2: Thank you, Suzanne.
0: And for our listeners, this is for your enjoyment A Visit from Heaven at Christmas by Josie Varga. On the first day of Christmas, my loved one sent to me a visit from heaven for all to see. Could it be death is not what it appears to be? On the second day of Christmas, nothing could ever take your love away. A red cardinal showed up at my door, a beautiful reminder that we will be together again someday. On the third day of Christmas, as memories of you filled my mind, I found pennies upon the ground. Perhaps you were following just behind. On the fourth day of Christmas, turning on the radio, my ears welcomed your favorite song. You are with me wherever I go. On the fifth day of Christmas came the smell of your favorite cologne. Is this you? Am I really never alone? On the sixth day of Christmas, the lights on the tree flickered on and off as I mentioned your name, but how could it be? On the seventh day of Christmas, a feather lay at my door, not knowing from where it came, thoughts of you filled my mind once more. On the eighth day of Christmas, you visited me in my dreams, my heart filled with joy. Perhaps death really is not what it seems. On the ninth day of Christmas, how do I not know in the month of December? A butterfly fluttered outside my window. On the tenth day of Christmas, a clear sign from heaven that the angels are near. My clock stopped at 11.11. On the eleventh day of Christmas, I once again felt your warm embrace precious gift as sadness lifted from my face on the 12th day of christmas i heard your precious voice let not your heart be sorrowed for i am still with you do not doubt rejoice and then the postscript let the magic of christmas fill your heart once more Excellent words, Beautiful poem, Josie, and very suitable anytime, but especially people need to hear this sort of thing as we round out and close out 2020, a year of challenges.
2: Uh, It sure has been, and that's one of the reasons why I wrote that poem. Um, I wanted to bring people a little bit of comfort, so I hope that poem does help some people.
0: Oh, I'm sure. It will.
1: When you were talking earlier about the Christmas ornaments, the one that said 1010, 10, and the mm-hmm. other that said, uh, believe, it, I, I found that believe one to be very important also, because we had talked at the outset about people not believing. Oh, I just I don't know, I just imagine that. Or, you know, that's just a coincidence. And, and I think that believing is very much a part of of knowing that your loved ones are with you. You have to believe. You have to believe that they there is an afterlife and that life is eternal and that they, they um, join you
2: periodically, see how you're doing. And they, they are very much aware of everything that goes on in our life. And when you think about that story with my cousin, I mean, it gives me goosebumps every time I think of it. You have to remember that here she is. She's going through chemo. She's going through a, a very difficult time in her life. And and she's, you know, kind of second guessing herself here and there. And on she goes into the store at the end of her chemo treatment and she sees this believe ornament and like I said, loses her footing. And when she loses her footing, that's when she sees the 1010 ornament. Uh, I uh, you know, I mean, some people listening might say, oh, that's just a coincidence, but I don't think uh, it was a coincidence at all. Uh, you know, I like to call them God incidences, you know, God incidences. Um, everything happens for a reason. And, and then, you know, it, it's proof that that happened on purpose. Then to get that text message from my cousin Vito at exactly 10.10, Uh, it's just, it's it's unbelievable. It really is. And she did, like I said before, she did give that uh, ornament to her brother Vito, and she's very much a a believer now, and she actually helps me monitor my groups on uh, Facebook.
1: Well, that's, that's exactly what we were saying is, um, you know, you can become a believer and the, the believer part is as important as anything else. Otherwise you will miss all these things that occur.
2: Uh, And, and,
1: And I think I did a lot of that in my younger years, you know, decades ago where I thought it was, um, well, you know, there's a penny, oh, there's a quarter, I would pick up this or that from the ground, or feel like the uh, the coincidences were were purely that. And um, and I think I'm as I mature, I become more aware of my connection with all of it, and then I don't look at those things as just happenstance. I, I have also gotten out of my car to go to the grocery store with a completely clear ground asphalt I'm looking where I'm stepping make sure I don't step on anybody's gum and then um, coming back to my car you know there are pennies or 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 you know coins that are by my car door well you know I know they weren't there when I got out and it just seems like okay there's there's a, a message there's a visit right there so I look at things differently now I do believe that those visitations occur as opposed to just picking up the coins and thinking, oh, somebody dropped that. You know, I, oh, yeah. I no longer think that.
2: No, uh, uh, I know I've mentioned this story before, but on another time I was celebrating a, a very special birthday and uh, I spoke to my godmother telepathically. She passed in 2010 and I was going shopping with my mother that day. Now, I had asked my godmother to give me a sign and my mother and I went shopping. My mother was uh, very close to my grandmother as well. We're walking into the store. I look down. I see a dime. Okay, pick it up. I see it says 2010. My grandmother passed away in 2010. Put it in my pocket. We go in the store. We come out of the store. There's another corner on the floor. I pick it up. It says 1965, which which is the year I was born, okay? Now, what are the chances of that? And by the way, that was in the exact location of the first coin. So I pick up the coin. It says 2010. Go into the store. Come out back across the parking lot. Look down. There's another coin, 1965. And I had asked my godmother for a sign that morning. It was my birthday. So uh, you can look at it as a coincidence, but I know I know it wasn't.
0: I don't know what to make of what happened to me a couple of days ago as I went to the Mickey D's drive-through lane with Suzanne, mm-hmm. and I because we're just doing the drive-through thing, we don't stop in restaurants now. Though you can in Florida, they've been pretty loose about that, especially in recent months. But uh, me, you know, if I want something quick, I will go through the uh, drive-through laying in various places and quite often McDonald's, where to their credit, they have the Ronald McDonald House change box. And it was kind of a giggle for me at the same time that I was ethically challenged. It was a profound moral moment for me because there was all kinds of silver on the ground as I discovered, when I dropped my credit card, I'm going you know, blankety blank, I got to go and stretch it. Get out here, see, I got to open there. Hold on, Suzanne, Wait. I've got to get just a second there. And I get this card out right? I pull up my credit card. And as I'm doing that, I look around and there's all this shine all over the ground. People whose aim was rather poor, apparently, dropped all of these coins where ordinarily they would go into the Ronald McDonald House box. And I'm looking at all these coins such as you have described in many many times in my past I have picked up these coins and claimed them for the value of the synchronicity and whatever grace pertains to that moment to the act of picking up this these tiny bits these shards of prosperity and who knows what comes of it
2: yeah you know, these
0: coins there and I go well they're meant for Ronald McDonald not me
2: uh-huh. <laughs> so- the other thing I you know I want to mention yeah. Once, once our loved ones know that you recognize a sign, yes. they very often were repeated. Um, um, there's a, a guy, Guy Dussault, uh, his son Billy, uh, passed away in 2004. Mm-hmm. And what, what happened was he started taking pictures, you know, for no apparent reason. He was just taking pictures of whatever. And he started to notice hearts in his viewfinder. Okay, well now, Guy has collected thousands of photos with orbs, and the most remarkable Guy's is his heart-shaped moons. To me, he would look up, he would take a picture of the moon, okay? Obviously, it didn't look like a heart when he looked at the moon, but when he looked in the viewfinder after taking the picture, the moon was in the shape of a heart. And this has happened thousands of times. I think he has, uh, his website is oursonbilly.com. You can see some of the pictures on there, but pretty remarkable. He is, went to a medium who verified from, his, from a message from his son that his son was giving him these signs in an, in an effort to help him teach others that life does continue, you know, in a way to help other people. And, um. When you look at his website, you'll see that he has a lot of pictures of Christmas trees. And if you look at the lights on the Christmas tree, if you actually zoom in on the lights, you'll see hearts. Really beautiful.
0: That's interesting. Well, that's way better than my story about Ronald McDonald. And the postscript is I didn't want to be the Hamburglar. So I picked up all those coins and I tossed them in the box. And I felt good about doing the right thing. But oh by the
2: way, it, I've taken yeah. pictures of the moon several times in an effort to get a heart I'd never have, so me either <laughs> uh, now, ne- If an
0: astronomer gets one, that's news
2: another. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like I said, he's collected thousands of photographs since, and he so many different types of orbs. I mean it really it really is remarkable.
0: I love yeah. that kind of stuff. You know, I talked to a a spiritualist minister one time, Josie, and I asked him why they had services of a particular kind where you could get messages, which at this church every Sunday night, they did that. But I said, "If if you want to dress it up, if you want to make it more of a formal occasion and really pack the house, why don't you do it once a month or at least quarterly, And it would be a special event instead of at Christmas time and Easter time. Mm -hmm. And with a calm confidence, he assured me that these were the two times when those on the other side drew nearer to us. People call that the thinning of the veil. And that during these times, they were more or less appointed as the times for them to come near and we make connection with them. I'm of the opinion that people on the other side, spirits, our loved ones, People of all kinds who have crossed over are happy to talk to us about any time.
2: Absolutely. But you have to think of it this way. So, uh, Say there's a special occasion, a birthday, a wedding, you know, uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, you know, whatever. They still want to participate in that. So, um, you know, they're going to be with us during the holidays. They're still going to be with us during the times where we want to them to be with us or or when we need them most. Uh, I read something online one time. Dr. Jeffrey Long was talking about all the, you know, he has a website where he's collected thousands of near-death experiences and afterlife signs, and a woman had a near-death experience. She went over to the other side, and she said she was told that she was allowed to have the near-death experience because she needed it. And I thought, that's very interesting. You know, um, maybe this happened to me because I needed it. That I, I needed to trust more. I mean, I don't know. All I can tell you is that since my experience, my life has never been the same. I mean, I'm a, a completely transformed. I think I would never look at life uh, the same way again.
0: Oh, I don't see how you could. And of course, the most important reason for that Josie, is because you were awake to it. You had a spiritual alertness. If you're the type of person, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you You can live your life however you want to, especially if you're doing it lawfully and not harming others there. But if you're one of those people, and I've known my share, who are rational empiricists, they do not admit of a spiritual dimension to life. That's just not how their minds work. And they're Perceptual acuity is aimed in another direction, shall we say? That's fine. But if you are attuned to a spiritual dimension, one of two things is going to pertain. Either you're deluded, which I do not believe, or Mm -hmm. you are seeing something that others simply are not equipped to receive. That doesn't make them blameworthy. It just means that your attunement is different. Your antenna points in a bit of a different direction. I think those I think that such people I've had those experiences myself maybe not on the same order as yourself Josie but I consider us very fortunate to be able to sense this dimension beyond the earth plane if you will and I don't mean that to sound too fancy it's just another way of saying I think that this life we live on earth is not all there is
2: Oh no absolutely not and you know it's not just a matter of understanding That life continues and that love never dies. Because once we understand that life continues, what does that say about us? What does that say about the nature of reality? You know, it's basically saying that we are not who we think we are. We are much more than the physical body. We are actually spiritual beings having a physical experience. That's the way I'd like to, you know, I describe it.
0: That's very well said. And looking ahead to 2021, as we wrap up our time with you, Josie, tell us once again how people can get in touch with you. And if you have anything like personal appearances or any conferences that you'll be attending, it would be great for people to know where they can meet you.
2: Um, they can reach me at JosieBurger.com. Like I said, I, I, po- I usually post all the appearances on there. So that's the, that's the best way to reach out to me. And like I said, if they'd like to share a story with me, I would love to hear it. I'd love to hear from my readers. So if they reach out to me, I'll do my best to get back to every single person.
0: Josie and usually so, has a book in the pipeline, but let me give two titles in particular. Visits to Heaven, Josie Varga, who also wrote Visits from Heaven. I think that was your first book, right? Visits from no, Heaven?
2: Is no, the other way? Now, footprints in the Sand was the first book, Um, then Visits from Heaven, Visits to Heaven, Make Up Your Mind to Be Happy, Divine Visits, Uh, and then my uh, latest book, A Call from Heaven, which talks about deathbed phenomena. And like I said, I'm working on a new one now, which will be a combination of all of my research over the years and will basically present my case for the afterlife. stay stay tuned
0: we definitely (laughs) will Joseph. thank
2: you for being with us today and happy holidays Uh, happy holidays thank you guys my pleasure all right
0: coming up next jupiter Jupiter is rising rising. all right with our good friend eileen grimes next friday 10 a.m pacific we will be back with christmas music and next saturday who knows what we're still working on it have a great and safe weekend everyone